Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday morning. Do appreciate you tuning in this morning. John Morris, uh, home here in Hewitt Q in the studio. And we're joined by Mike Sims, our good friend, uh, now with Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, uh, longtime trainer at Baylor. And, Mike, I wish it was a different subject, but uh, it would be nice to talk about and uh, and remember in a very fond way Skip Cox, who passed away yesterday. Uh, Mike, appreciate you joining. Hey, us, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Uh, so Skip was a guy, I said, you're uniquely qualified to talk about him. Uh, you worked under him as a student trainer. Uh, you were with him as Baylor's first full-time assistant trainer and then succeeded him. Uh, you spent a lot of time with Skip, didn't you? A lot of time with him, working with him. Just, uh, of course, he just taught me the whole profession. So that's, uh, you know, a lot to him for all that. Yeah, absolutely. Was he, uh, I don't know this, out of Cedar Hill High School, was he in the program here, you know, part of the reason you ended up at Baylor? Well, it's interesting. One of the coaches up there and the guy lived next door to me, he actually went to college with Skip, so he introduced us when I was interested in it. So that's why I came down here and visited with Skip uh, one Saturday morning, and after that Saturday was over with him, there was no place else to go. How about that? That's great. What uh, What were your thoughts as uh, as you learned about his passing yesterday? Well, you know, something like that, this wasn't wasn't a real surprise. He's had some problems he's been dealing with quite a bit uh, coming up to this. It, it, it's always, you know, when you get the final note that, that something's happened, it makes it tough. But uh, just think about the number of people that he has touched through the, through the lives. Most people in the, in the public that are the fans don't really see the the closeness that he gets to the players and he was to the players. And, you know, that it, it, when you get 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids away from mom for the first time, and then a lot of times, as athletic trainers, we would play mom and dad and whoever else they needed, to, you know, confidant and everything else they need just to kind of help them, you know, do different things around. So it's more than just, uh, you know, what you do as a as a uh, the athletic training profession. It's what you do as a as a mentor to your students, to all the people you affect, and all the, all the people that you touch going through the program. Mike, what year what year did Skip start at Baylor? I don't think I know that. Nineteen seventy two. Okay, 72. He came from from North Texas down here. Okay, perfect. So North Texas to Baylor, 72. You arrived at Baylor when, 75, 76? 75. uh, Careful, show my age now. They can add that up pretty quick. (laughs) I know. That's it. Uh, So you were with him, you know, practically his whole time here at Baylor. Uh, and, And think about when he started, he was the trainer. I mean, there was nobody else. He was the one guy. Uh, that's hard to imagine, isn't it, with as many trainers, as many sports now as we have at Baylor? Well, just to give you an idea of, what we have, of how things have changed, we have, you know, there are a lot more trainers at Baylor now, a lot more people there. You get a lot more coverage than we've had. The sports number obviously has increased too, but just our profession has changed a lot from uh, just the things that we do and can do. And back when we started in, we didn't have MRIs. We had to kind of do some exams and said, yeah, I think we need to go fix it or not. There was no way to fix an ACL, torn ACLs. So we couldn't do that then. And so just the medical profession itself has progressed a lot. The thing I always uh, put into perspective, we had one athletic training room at the time that was uh, out at the, the uh, football stadium. Everything else was a little closet to keep stuff in, but mainly mainly one athletic training room. We moved into the new Simpson building. The Whirlpool room in the Simpson building was the same size as the athletic training room for the whole program was back in the 70s when it first got here. Wow. Yeah, and then so when you uh, came on full time, uh, you were the first assistant trainer. So then, 
the uh, the number doubled from one to two with you and Skip. Um, what was that like? You guys worked closely together, you know, as you were really the only two full time trainers there for a while. Yeah, we worked. Uh, every, you know, every, every, back in those days, everyone worked football. And then uh, when basketball started, I would go out and travel with men's basketball and go out to their workouts and and also cover the women's games. And a lot of times during that time, the women played uh, an early game and the men played the late game. And so I'd be at, at those games to cover those. And then back in the next morning for all the other sports coming in, is those deals were back then you get in on a trip, you know, two three in the morning, you'd be back at work the next morning because other sports were rolling. So a lot of a lot of extra hour time and all this other time and you know it was hard to believe what we did it was just a few people with people we have and just him do it by himself was really something else Mike, it takes a, a, a special person. It takes really a special calling to to put in all the hours that you guys did, Skip did, and you did, and so many continue to do now. But it, it really is, uh, I, like you said, I don't think the general public really has uh, a grasp of how many hours you have to put in there. Yeah, we do a lot of hours. And, and you know, I'll, I'll talk to different high school people wanting to go into sports medicine. It always sounds real nice. And so I'll ask him, when are the games played? When when are the tournaments going to be? When are your track meets? And, and it's always, well, it's at night or it's on weekends. So we have those things covered, and we have all the different practices that go on. So it, we're kind of a, a special profession of what we do. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of like a, the, the brotherhood. I've gotten calls from people that, you know, all over the country about uh, about Skip, and I heard he got the word out, and just to, uh, you know, check on them, just tell them how much they, he meant to them, what all he had contributed to them. And it's one of those that was Skip or anybody that, that does the hours that he does, puts in the time. You, there's no way to know how many lives he's touched and how many things, you know, I mean, just the, the little impromptu meetings you have with the players, how much difference that's made in that player's life long term. Yeah, that's right. And you guys, you know, coaches uh, come and go sometimes, but Skip was there for a long time. You were there for a long time. A lot of times, you know, you're the contact point for so many of these uh, former student athletes. Uh, I I know that that's a big part of of what you do and what you provided for Baylor. You know, one one thing I always somebody told me whenever you leave the the athletic part of the profession, which is what I did a few years ago when I came over to uh, to Southwest Sports Medicine, but uh, they say that what you'll miss is the inter- the contact with the athletes, and that's the big part of it. You get you get into them; they're more like family, and and you get to do some of the inner things with them. You're with them when everything is going great. You're you're there when they hurt something. You bring them back to hopefully get them back on the field or on the court or, or again, and, and so you really develop the relationship with the players. So once you leave that part of it, you really never. You know, you don't get that closeness you get anywhere else. Mike Sims is with us uh, now with Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, uh, Baylor's uh, trainer for many, many years, and worked with Skip Cox, who passed away yesterday. Uh, Mike, what would you say about Skip's personality that made him so good at what he did? I think the big deal was he cared about people. You know, didn't worry about the clock, didn't worry about the the phrase, not my job. You know, it's all part of the program. we got to get the whole thing taken care of. And, and Skip was just good at, at, at doing whatever it takes to get it taken care of, whether it's, uh, you know, take care of an injured athlete or, you know, working something on the stadium or, or doing whatever it takes. He was very good at that and, and knowing that, that, you know, you get it all taken care of and get it done by game time. And that's something that, that he did well. But generally, you, the players are best could tell that he cared for them personally, not just as an athlete, not just, you know, as a body to use on the field, but, you know, he'd help them personally. And, uh, you know, he was still getting calls from people all up and, you know, all up after he'd retired and everything else, just on, you know, how I take care of this, or my son did that, or my daughter did that, what I do for that. And so that's the relationship that you've developed with him. That's one thing he was really good at, is, is they knew he really cared.
Yeah, well said. And then when he quit, uh, well, when he quit taping ankles, you know, he was in athletic administration for a number of years. And I just always, you know, had this uh, knowledge of Skip as being a, a get it done guy. You know, however, whatever needed to be done, Skip was a guy that would, you could count on him to get it done. You'll notice in different groups that you work with, there's always a go-to person. There's, yeah. you know, in each office you work at, there's a go-to person to get things taken care of, and he was always that person. He's the one that you'd go to if there's something that needed to be taken care of, whether it's, his, whether it's part of his job or not. Uh, he would either know it or know how to get taken care of or know somebody that did it or, or the best way to take care of it, and and he would come back with an answer on something. You know, He's one of those guys that if something went wrong, he would get it taken care of, then he said, okay, this is what the problem was, this is how we fixed it, rather than just you know, said, hey, I've got problems, or this, no, this isn't working right. He was finding a solution to it, too. And, and that's why I think it was such a big contribution to Baylor, because back then you didn't have any of the staff that you have now. You didn't have all the uh, ops people and the, the, the um, uh, maintenance people. We had a few maintenance people there, but we still took care of a lot of our own maintenance stuff. We did our own painting and everything else back then. So that's like one of the things that changed. You had to wear multiple hats just because we didn't have the numbers that, uh, to get everything done that, uh, that they have nowadays. Yeah. Skip Cox was uh, one of those guys that got it done. Hey, I appreciate you you joining us this morning. Thanks for sharing your thoughts about him, and uh, have a great day. Thanks for the call. Y'all take care.